3: Yo, this the Legendary Cocaine, and you're checking out the library with Tim I. Ninkle on www.rapstation.com.
4: How y'all feel out there? Y'all feel alright? Yeah. Well, y'all about to witness one of the coldest MCs for extraordinaire musical genius. Y'all know what it is. Yeah. If you don't know, let me break it down to you. You heard him on EZE, above the law, county 2001. 40, too short, Pete Diddy, Snoop Dogg, and the list goes on, hey, Pam for Pam, he is the most featured artist in the history of the music business, so with no further ado, welcome to the stage, the legendary Cal alright
2: The legendary cocaine, no aka Mr. Legendary Kane, has been cocaine. involved in the music industry since the dawn of hip hop. For 20 years, he has worked with a array of artists, going from Tupac to uh, P. Diddy to Easy N.W.A. to even boosty Collins and Parliament, and a lot more. Uh, cocaine, uh, thank you so much for joining me on Andy Don't Stop with Chuck D on the Library with Tim Inanikel.
1: Hey, thank you very very much, man. Peace and blessings. And
2: thank you for having me. Cool. Uh, your new album is set to release uh, January 2014. Uh, since we're on the radio, I'll have to, uh, you know, clean it up a little bit. But it's called Shut the F Up and Cut the Check. Uh, so first off, can you just kind of tell us, when creating this album, what was the goal you were trying to reach with the end game of the album? Like, what was the goal you were trying to achieve? And do you feel you, uh, you achieved that with this album?
1: Well, I wanted to have a sense of humor about the name, first of all. You know, as long as I've been working in the game uh, for over 24 years, uh, you know, big ups to Eze. you know, he was my mentor, and he showed us a lot. And, you know, after you work for a long time in the game, it gets to the point to where you don't need to talk no more. Talking is over with. Shut the F up and cut the check. And that grows across the board. Anytime I don't care if you've been building rocket parts for years, you know it's certain certain things that that it's you know you're supposed to get promotion and things don't happen well. it gets to the point to where you've been working hard, you put in a hard time, you deserve that check, so that was the whole thing of it, but I wanted to put put it in a sense of humor form, so you know, it can be uh, compatible across the, demographically across the, uh, the world as far as hip hop.
4: Mm-hmm. And in hip
1: hop, we're known to say fly cliches and different other things. So that's how that started. Shut the F up and cut the chain. Ain't no more talking. I done put in my time and I done pass paid my dues. So it's just like, it's just the same thing with Brother Chuck D. I'm so glad that them brothers got the Hall of Fame because. That was basically saying Shut the F up And put us in the Hall of Fame right. So it's the same thing In similar senses You know what I mean? So that's That's how that came about
2: Cool And the uh, Well after the introduction But the first track on the album Is uh, Stay Winning
3: I seen them come I seen them go Used to be at the top of their game they Used to have streets online Money, cars and fame The goes down Surely come down. It's so sad you don't see you around. You had everything in the palm of your hand, but you lost it all, and they killed your right hand man. Oh no! Haven't you heard of light low? It ain't like back in the days when you can easily get off elbows. Feds. got the homies in the hood that work for high. they'd be singing more than the creftford Dollar church choir. liar liar five1 on fire but you never catch me slipping spillin' beans on the wire three steps ahead of the feds and the folks keep spinning one thing about cocaine I always alwaysste
2: which I think definitely prepares the listener for what to expect on this album it's you know the you have straight commentary of the, like commentary about there's way too many people in the rap game um, and then you also kind of keep that West Coast uh, funk music flavor which uh, which I have to say it was great because it actually brought me back to like early 90s. Uh, I was talking to my friend about it. I was like walking down the street and I'm in 2013 but I feel like I'm in, two- I'm in 1990 um, which I definitely appreciated with the album. So I want to know like was starting with uh, Stay Winning, was that purposeful for the first track of the album? Um, I mean was there like a plan going into like this is going to be track one this is going to be track two stuff like that
1: well what i wanted to do any time i put a project together the project has to be a vibe Mm -hmm. i don't never before i put a project together i'll never say well i want this and i want that you know we vibe with that record and one of the the, uh coolest things that i think i've done was be patient about it you know because I put projects together it takes me like too much but it took me a year I wanted to do my homework and get the right production and get the right people. You know, Buster. you know, I have the lead single off to your Buster He blessed me with it. And it has a host of different celebrities on there. But, you know, like the first song that I've done off the project is called Stay Winning. And it's really talking about, you know, nowadays music has become so much artificial flavors like Terminator. It might walk like us, talk like us, but they don't have no soul. And anybody can pick up. Anybody can pick up some YouTube views, and all of a sudden, people that really don't have no talent are now becoming the ones at the forefront, as opposed to talent. So music has became very artificial flavor, So that stay winning at that song right there is is basically, you know, in order to change different things that you know uh, that, in my humble opinion, was authentic music, you know, with live instrumentation we have to have the attitude shift and because your attitude determines your altitude. And one of the things that, that, that I know as far as music is concerned, me be, you know, before I signed with easy, my dad was a writer, uh, and composer. His works include just my imagination, still waters run deep smiling faces, "Papa with the rolling stone. Um, all those great records that Jerry long senior did. I'm Jerry long jr. So music is music and and they call it old school, but I call I call it the best school because the simple fact that when we had those type of music it had music with substance in it. And you notice you notice between the, the when the nineties hit and the mid nineties, it must have been a couple of private corporations to come together to criminalize music to to, to go ahead and have influence because that's why it was so hard for for music with substance to be heard now because they wanted to go ahead and criminalize it so cold. And, you know, we can go a long story into that. But, you know, for us, like Chuck D., myself, KRS One, people like X-Clan, people like The Message, we ha- we always had to have that stay winning attitude towards our music that we do because we look at the younger generation today and we can we can say, well, they got the elbows on the table. And you know, my grandma used to slap the mess out of me when I got the elbows on the table. You know, this generation is very disrespectful to not all the youngsters, but us as OGs are accountable as well for us to go ahead and give out those right signals, signals and frequencies and messages with substance again, because they made it hard because of the numbers and the corporate structure and different things like that. But now, you know, with with via radio shows like you know, and different other elements, touching from the soul music that I did on this, shut the f up and cut the check. It's it's being reintroduced into a wider audience, and thank God, because of the internet, it has pros and cons. But now, it's a worldwide phenomenon. Soul music and music with substance is back on the back on the roll again. So when I started that, that was the first song that I did. It's called Stay Winning. And it's touching on certain aspects of the music industry on how I feel as far as what's wrong right now. Now, I don't, I don't put nobody down for, for these young black kids or white, black, Chinese, whatever you live that come from that suppression, that suppression environment we call ghettos. If you have an outlet to go ahead and do what you do, then do what you do, but then perpetuates either positivity or negativity. And what we want to do is, is not to judge these people out here that's doing this type of repetitious music. But we want to say, think different. Because if, if you remember the past, you're going to know where you're going in the future. And we 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 are getting back to honoring our people and honoring a culture. Because this culture started, subst- we had substance in it. you got to realize, hip-hop mobilized the whole movement all the way down from from just commercials now. And notice, this is the new Lock and Roll. So that's what learning from those elements, like Chuck D and and Grandmaster Flash and all these cats that had a big inspiration, even from the West Coast side, learning from Eric, you know what I'm saying? When he said, F the police, it was a voice. So my thing is having the independent label that I have, learning from those, my mentor, Eric Wright, different people like that, you know, I get a chance to, to go ahead and reintroduce um, what was forgot about back into the program. And I think we did a good, eloquent job with just putting this project out We um, shut the app up and cut the check. We got Buster Arms, We got Bela Jig. We got Richie Rich. We got Dog Pound Gang. We got Cole 187 from Above the Law. And a lot of more uh, surprise guests on there. To go ahead and say, hey, music is alive. You know what is the reason why the West Coast was doing what we're doing, but you know we followed suit from the East Coast, from the Mecca. You know, and used it in our way. When Ice T was saying six in the morning, the police at my door. Well, that was a voice. So it's it, it's everything, and in, in my opinion, I'm really sharp on that forty dollars of power is timing. And it's the right time, you know, with the Kendrick Lamar experience and, and different other things. Music is coming back around. Soul music. You've got to raise the level. And not only just from the West Coast, worldwide. M- music with substance is starting to come back, and that's what we completed with this project, set up and cut the check. The response has been overwhelming, and our motto is we're going to put paint where it ain't and go around and educate the youth on it because this is what we do, but who we are, is intelligent people that, that 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 derive from from Muhammad Ali first rapping, James Brown first rapping, uh Grandmaster Flash Coop uh, Herc and him, you know, on the move it over to the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? So that in a nutshell, you know, stay winning, we always gotta have that stay winning attitude, especially as OGs, to go ahead and translate that that over to a wider audience. So that's how that first song Kicked off the album for "Shut the
2: F Up" and cut the check. Nice. I actually wanted to ask you this question later in the interview, but you kind of touch on it now. Um, as you mentioned, your dad was a writer, composer for and a musician from Motown. Uh, I think one of the fascinating things about the old school is that, or the good, you know, the good school is that you guys, your influences were not rap artists because, for example, rap, you know, rap artists didn't exist then. Um. So there's yeah. a there was a chance, you know. So you guys had, you know, you had Motown, you had Soul, you had Funk, all these guys influencing you. Um, and now you have today's today's young artists coming up, and they actually have rappers are their influences. Do you think not having, I guess today's artists not having, uh I guess not having the like what you guys had as influences. Do you think that's kind of what? Kind of how how some quote unquote the soul of hip hop has lo- been lost because they actually have rappers as their influences or do you think that does matter?
1: Well, well, what it is is that you know I don't want to touch too much deeply on it because it's a time and place, but I will skim off the top like a rock on a lake. Um, really, you know, it's it's it's. It's from from a corporate standpoint. The only thing they concern with is numbers. Bottom line, they're not concerned with if you know, soul music come nowadays. I believe people, this capitalist society and the powers that be it became so greedy that they want ignorance to be perpetuated to the youth. Because if they can get 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 ignorance perpetuated to the youth then that, that can be a good way they can be seduced in doing things to put them in jail and different other things like that to the vicious cycle continuously going. So it's modern-day slavery. But the good thing about it, it's always a hope and prayer. It's just like i used the, the between the Miami Heat gang. They weren't supposed to win last time. I mean, they weren't supposed to win. But Ray Allen threw up a what? A hope and a prayer and got them back. So on a a wider scale, to translate that over to to the hip-hop, things that we have to do as a culture, we have to go to the people now. We can't just expect corporate people to go ahead and have an open invitation to listen to things that are substance and that are fruitful for the mind, because that's what hip-hop does. It dissipates all the political walls and hidden agendas. So we as pe- we as a culture have to go back, tap into that, that 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 soul part and go directly to the people. So us as MCs and especially OGs that's in the game, we have our obligation because, you know, we we are not here to, to, to say, okay, we're here to save the lung foundation. This is pure in its essence. You know, love what you where you came from. Love where the art form came from. Because a lot of times they, they're distracted by things that they feed their pituitary gland, and they get all that information for the subconscious. And the definition of insanity is repeating the same music and not expecting different results. It won't happen. But it's always a hope and prayer out there, and that's what we want to do. And I'm not going to disclude myself because my eyes are starting to open Why? And there's certain things that when you hear with this project, I don't want to contradict myself. I'm very careful with what comes out of my mouth. But at the same time, we need a balance in music. It don't need to be a whole album, in my humble opinion, talking about popping the molly, this and that, unrealistic things what people don't have. You know, it, it, it don't bring in proper encouragement. So sometimes we want to balance it out. I feel as an artist, you know, that's what music did in my dad's era. He's doing music with Quincy Jones. They balanced it out. Right. You don't know, hardly hear balance now. Right. So what that tells us, we have to go back to the people.
2: I uh, was speaking with uh, Cocaine. His new album, "Shut the F Up and Cut the Check," is out in January 2014. Uh, you know, your new album. Uh, You talk about how the rap game has changed a lot since you started. Uh, You do that a lot in you do in the song uh, these days. These days, these days, these days.
3: Back to the mid eighties, back when we was curb serving on the block days. We call it a trap, but we call it a spot. A little ballin' ass bitch, a the serving double up rock. Playing tech mo bowl, drinking that old gold. Make a killing off the first to fifteen pockets on slow. At the Dang Yeah. I got the Phantom top on the pro hand. Same color as the candy in. Yeah. And I'm thinking, it's like, what's up, lo? I pull a trade five, seven out the coke. Uh,
2: Can you want just kind of talk about uh, talk about the writing? writing the song these days like what what inspired you to write it and then also just for the people how how has the rap game changed since you started
1: oh it changed so much It's good and bad you know it's good for the independent now because you know via the internet and once they come with a plan first you know and put their stuff out there there's all kind of outlets to to where they can go ahead and cut out the middleman and make the money instead of being porch monkeys, mm. you know. But a lot of these cats out here, um, you know, I, I give props to the strange music and to the independent labels, really do, because that's where we learned from. Back when Eric was doing this thing, and I always will mention Eric White, because right. you got to realize he was the first one taking uh, taking some of the stuff off what Russell Simmons did and rolled it into one and hooked up with Jerry Heller and he this dude had, was dealing with three major, major uh distribution companies at the same time. So he was not only a role model for just being an artist, but more so on the business end. We have to get back to that business end because the way music is, it teaches these kids and youth, oh, everything is shiny. It's it's a modern day Willie Lynch type of type of movement on, on a whole technical level you see what i'm saying so we have to get we have to have that type of influence that cuts in and on the scales we have to try to to like going back to not try but really be relentless with going back to the streets and educating these kids as opposed to um as opposed to being, yeah, come along, sign, sign here, because music has become, I used, to also use the Pinocchio story. Pinocchio needed to go to school and all that, but then the circus came to town, and when the circus came to town, they had cotton candy. They was all doing that. But then they hopped on that train, and everybody partying, but when they got to the train and ate the candy and was at the circus, what did all the kids turn into? Jackasses. You see what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Right, right. Yeah. So... In reference to that, we also need to educate these these young brothers on how to control your destiny, how to come with a plan, how to have predictions am, amongst your business, how to promote in areas to where it's, it's cohesive towards your focus so you can protect your interests, because it's not about being porch monkeys no more. It's about controlling your destiny so you, you, that translates over to feeding your feeding your family, and, and getting them good vibes out there. So the state of music is 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 is, is, is fin to be, it's fin to be altered. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be altered because now we're going back to the people and having shows like this. Man, there's a voice, and that's all we need. We need to speak up. We need that have that voice. Mm.
2: Uh, your track of what i as you mentioned features uh East Coast MC Buster rhymes um what made you decide on having Buster on the track and uh what if you could talk about like what is, what is it like working with Buster
1: well I had a chance to work you know i've been been a fan of Buster you know the new school leaders of the new school and um you know I was always liking busting you know we used to see each other back in the early 90s. Back when the jukebox was around. Remember the jukebox? Yes, I do. <laughs> you know, that was, that was I, I missed the jukebox. But, uh, you know, we always kicked it off. And I had a chance to to work with him and Battlecat on Genesis. I did uh, Ass on Your Shoulders, a song called Ass on Your Shoulders. I don't know if you say Ass but "ass on Your Shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and we always hit it off. I mean, I have a lot of families. And East Coast, so I know how the East Coast swag anyway because I was born in South Bronx but moved to the West Coast when I was like uh, three years old. So I kind of like know both, best of both worlds. And we all, me and whenever me and Buster got together, we really wasn't talking about music. We was talking about family. And because I have, he has a big family, I have a big family. I have eight kids by one woman. So we we would always, back then, I, you know, uh, um, we would just hit it off. And, you know, when I approached him again, you know, we took up our business on the side, but I approached him, and he's like, man, that's a no-brainer. I salute you. And he was like, I salute you. I said, I got a track for you because I want to go out of my element. You know, everybody know I'm doing the West Coast thing. I'm one of the architects of g flunk and have a heavy influence as far as the West Coast sound. But I wanted to go ahead and grab the South. I wanted to grab New York because I wanted variety. I want, I want this project... Uh, Should that up and cut the check for everybody to get into it you know what i'm saying so it could spread demographically so i shot Mr. to the track and uh boy he mixed it up and then his type of flow that he do that's i salute that brother because he is he is a general in the game man. and he's a beautiful spirit man he has a beautiful soul and the song just came out the way it is 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 one of those songs that uh that he's talking that, you know, he's talking that, that stuff bone you know, that yeah. he do, and then I come in and do mine and we compliment each other. We fit with each other more than the OJ glove, you feel <laughs> me? And the song came out exactly how it was supposed to. What I owe you, I owe y'all nothing. Hmm.
3: What Yeah. What, what I owe you. What they talking. Hate is all they offering. I hope you think you can get away with it. Put the pin away. Put them in the car. Eliminate all your options intimidate your whole past. i think i'm about to move to a bigger state for the trying to criminate my
2: whole mind that, i think, that's what i was wondering what is it like when you work with someone that has a completely different style than you i mean do you is it do you really have to change your your own style or your own writing process a lot or do you do what you do and then the person the other person does what he does or she does and then it just kind of fits
1: well, they, they ain't no substitution for good. If right. it's good and I say this with no confidence here against any, but a God given good. Hmm. Put it like that. Um one one is gonna complement each other. And to the caliber to where we are, it's just it's like, you know, Jackie Chan and Bruce Lee in the same room. They might have different styles and different things, but they're both potent.
2: Right.
1: And um, you know, I believe music should be should have variety. And stuff with soul music, that's with lyrical uh, substance and raising the bar as far as I call it B boyism. You know, it's just two B boys getting together, you know what I'm saying, and, and 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 putting it on the line and doing what we do. Because at the end of that, when you hear that record, you realize, still sharp and still. And ain't no substitution for good. If it's good, it's good. I don't care if you do classical music, if you do jazz. You gotta realize Duke Ellington was different from Thelonious Monk. Thelonious Monk was different from Miles Davis, but it was all jazz.
2: Hmm. Nice. Hmm. Uh, so on the album, uh, you end your album with uh, "What It's Like to Be Me," which is, I think, one of my favorite tracks on the on the album because uh, it's just complete. Yes. It's just completely different. It's you slow it down. You're not rapping. You're singing and talking. Uh, can you talk about creating this track and why highlight your singing ability on this track and this this track and the only track actually?
1: Well, that's what I do. That's what I do um, for for the record. Um, I have all those records that I was on from singing hooks, mm. and uh, that was my first love with singing. You know, I used to practice. George Clinton. I seen the mothership come down in the '70s, and I was always singing. You know, that was my first love. So, being that you know I'm more features than any genre of of of, of music, any features doing the hook part, but I happen to rap. It's just a it chance to show the side of not cocaine, but Jerry Long, the R&B singer. And I wanted to go ahead and touch on a testimony to reflect my life. And that type of song, you know, is a reflection of my life. Also, I have my 18-year-old daughter who is with my company, Buddy Boy Entertainment. I'm putting out a record on her, and that's what music um, affected me. It was, it was, it was, it really moved me, listening to Ohio Players, listening to Gil Scott Heron, listening to Marvin Gaye, and the list goes on, man. To go ahead and reintroduce that soul. Because I was with long before you, Drex, and even Sivo, I was the first one to really do the singing and rapping at the same time for the record. So, you know, this was, you know, this was like in 89 to 90, long before they was even th- thought here. And I wanted to show the range of, of an artist that, you know what I'm saying, that, that can go there. You know what I'm saying? Because music has no boundaries. You know, people put limits on their own self. And if you can do, if you can go for it, go for it. So that song, it is what it is. It's it's like you don't know what it's like to be me. Take my shoes. Y'all complain all day about what's going on about not having no shoes when a man don't have no legs and don't complain at all. You see what I'm saying? So it's going back to the essence to what, after you listen to the cocaine album, now you'll hear Dear Lord on there. You'll, you'll, you'll hear you'll hear the, the the ghetto type of slang that we talk and you know and all that stuff but one of the things that that, that that makes this project different is that it's not only a balance but it's something that it will get those young people in that suppressed environment their attention and let them know look what it, look what the glory of God is in this song look what what the glory of change is in this song. You don't know what it's like to be me. So that when when somebody is hearing that, it's powerful in that song because they feel the same way. And it, and it's also, it also helps, encourages these young brothers to let, and young sisters to let them know, it's okay, we go through it. But it's the reason why we go through it so we can get to it. they don't know what it's like to be you.
3: He started slanging and banging. Hanging with the thugs That seems to be the only place
2: Do you have a, on Shut the F Up and Cut the Check, do you have a a favorite track? Uh, I know there's probably many favorite tracks for you, but do you have like one favorite track that you want to be the most memorable or of this, from this album?
1: Well, it's a lot, a lot of them on there, Uh, like E3 raps on there. He's on Street King Mm -hmm. and he, it's so beautiful working with him because you know, we did a record release party, it was very, very successful. Uh big ups to United Swag of America, I gotta say. And uh um to hear him sound like his daddy, it's amazing, man. You know, I, I, I would never thought that I would be on stage with Eric's right son and it's like it's easy. Baby Easy E sound just like his daddy. That's something that's memorable.
4: I never drank, brass monkey, all about my mommy,
3: nickname, c through that OG, cause chocolate, eyes, blush out red, I'm highly medicated, to i still hurt, cause my pops didn't make it, seven years old, but I was taught where, raised right, disagree, but you can go to hell, get it independently, never strive to fail. pops gave me a tip, now I'm tracing that money trail, I gotta get it, cause you know that clock is ticking, make sure that my son got a pop to piss in me. I do things my way You can't tell me nothing Straight off Up the streets Of comedy Easy does Yeah you know We still stopping Kings of the streets Well known as it seems To sum it up You can call us Street kings i
2: I thought that was I When I first heard that I totally I thought that was I thought you took Like a sample of Easy No Yeah No just, uh, It's a pretty It's incredible How it much I'm just joined
1: my label Yeah Sun just joined my label Buddy uh, Boy Entertainment And all the artists on there, you know, such as my artist, Baby Loke, and, and and my daughter, and The Truth, and just different artists on there, but, it's a lot of the tracks that are on there, but one of the things that, that's summing up for me, and I just gotta be honest, I love all the tracks, of course, but you don't know what it's like to be me. That song right there is going to, going to touch a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? Because, it's, it's the, the most unlikeliest uh, way that you thought an artist would come across. You see what I'm saying? And that's what good music is about, having that type of substance and drive to win. They all spazzing out over that that, 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 that West Coast funk, and, and then that trap music. But then also it really rectifies their spirit, like, wow, this music right here from top to bottom, This is the one. And that one right there is also going to introduce the Jerry Long project because I have a Jerry Long project that we're working on. And with that particular project, you'll be able to hear cameo on there, Gucci Collins, George Clinton, Tina Marie, rest in peace. I'm saving it. So that was like, that was a seat to introduce, you know, cocaine to Jerry Long. And what better way to do it on the last song? So I would have to say... And you don't know what it's like to be me, it's gonna be one of the coldest songs to come from the West Coast as far as how we come, you know.
4: Real
3: Cali real Cal. Ah, ah. Yeah. Yeah, for the coast. <laughs> We're gonna bang out. Okay. You hear me? That's yeah. yeah. what we about Music, bang this, itch, make a niggas wanna lose it. Nowadays I don't listen to the radio Cause they can playing that fool. It's the same old, same old. I take old. seven skinny dinghies and put 'em in the line. Take seven skinny dings again, who think they can run? Well, it'll take seven more well, we before I go for mine. That's twenty-one square served at the same time. This new music they puttin' out. Really and he doing F music straight from the, the last he can That hooks from the West. Legendary cocaine, I'm the last one left. Rest in peace, the next dog. K-M-T and
2: Easy Gangsta music featuring uh corrupt. And it's more of like a kind of a I guess a clarification question type thing, so people won't, you know, go crazy and think you're just sending oh, you know, you know, whatever, negative backlash that always happens with rap music. Right. Um so it has to do with the the term, quote unquote, uh, gangster rap. Uh, it always has this negative connotation. You know, I, you know, I grew up and it was always like, you know, you always hear media reports how gangster rap is the worst thing in the world, blah, blah, blah. Right. Uh, I want you to actually, if you can, can you just kind of talk about the significance, quote unquote, gangster rap has to you? And then why, why do you see it and why do you see it as important in hip-hop and in society today?
1: Well, it's just like, it's just like the word. I would say, it's just like the word, uh, none of us are niggas at all. But they turn it around, we turn it around and use it, of course, psychologically or something, uh, meaning that's my brother. So, we was to name that. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it was white folks that named us that. So, Gangster rap was not named by by artists like Easy Ice Gangster rap was named by white media. You see what I'm saying? So, and this is this is all no racism, and this is just actual facts. We used to call it reality rap. But no such thing as gangster rap. So when they when they sing what you call do they thing, they, they really what they did is like it's like okay, well you guys don't want to name it, but we turn it around. So it's for every action is a reaction, brother. And you got to realize it's accountability for everything. Everybody want to talk about the, the branches of the problem instead of hitting the root to the problem. Well, we didn't call it gangster rap. We didn't call ourselves niggas. So therefore, in order to change anything, you have to go internally and you have to go to the root to the problem. So this is something that it's not so much on us because we got racial profiled because here and Eric come with a Compton at gangster rap. Oh, they must be gangsters. So it's not so much on our fault as opposed to the root of the problem because we didn't call it that. So when you really think about it, it's like we talking all this stuff, we talking all this stuff, but then don't nobody want to hear, don't nobody want to hear the root to the problem, I don't nobody want to hear reparations. They run from it. Because if you really hit the root to the problem, you would expose the truth. So everybody wants the wants the truth to be carnal instead of being real. So this this gangster rap, the gangster music, going back to that, this is what we do. Because the real gangsters, tell you the truth, is the people in government, it's the police or it's the private corporations that make so much money of criminalizing music to influence people to go to jail to be modern-day slavery. But they want you to think that oh, it's your fault, it's your fault, so it tricks and dupes people into thinking that it's the artist's fault. No, not at all. Of course, it takes two to tangle, but you always got to hit the root, the problem. If you really want to know the truth, now if you don't want to know the truth, if you want to know the Willy Wonka, well then people want to know the Willy Wonka. That's that's how they want to live life. They want to live life in a lie. But if you're the type of person that really want to know the truth, you're going to find out the truth and you're going to accept it and respect it.
2: Mm. Uh I want to talk about your writing. You, you've you know you're you've been a writer, producer, rapper, an artist. Uh, And you wrote for N.W.A. and Above the Law. One, what is it like working? What was it like working with uh, N.W.A. and then two, how's it different writing for yourself versus writing for other people?
1: Well, it was um, it was awesome, man. You gotta realize it's kind of like kind of like how Bill Gates was in a garage with Apple and Google, and it was something that was very on an innovative. Edge. You know, to be able to get with the world's most dangerous group who had a voice for so many people that were muttered down by government, political agenda, and police and different other things of that suppression and oppression. It was good because Eric lived without no limits. It was a dude for content. California. I'm talking about gang bang content. What he showed is that you don't have to be a stereotype. You don't have to be held down what was put on you through generations. You can arrive at a place to where you can stand up tall because it ain't where you're from, it's where you're at, as Rockham said it best. And he showed that working with him, seeing Dr. Dre put all them records together, and Hutch and him put all them records it was the new Motown, man. Now, I'm sure it was the same feeling with Barry Gorey when he broke ground with Marvin Gaye and there. It was something new, man. like the internet. It was fresh. And it touched so many people, you know. I learned so much, man, back in the Rufus era. Now I've done stuff with, of course, Doghouse Records on the last New eight songs, working with P. Diddy singing I'm Lonely and working with Dr. Dre on The Chronic 2001, but the feeling that I first got is like the first time you ride a bike. It was awesome, fam. It wasn't nothing like it, man. I tell you that, and I'm glad, you know, uh, I'm a witness to be able to go ahead and praise God to, to, to tell the whole world what time it was, because there's a lot of gaps missing from that era. But, you know, we are here to tell a story about the law and cocaine. What really went happened? What really went down? You know what I'm saying? And we learned so much from Eric Wright, man. It was, you know, that brother was awesome, man. So we we honor our people. You know, we we honor our people, man. That's what that's what made the hip hop culture special is that we honor our people.
4: Mm.
2: We're speaking with Cocaine, the new album, Shut the F Up and Cut the Check, is coming out in January 2014. Uh, Cocaine, what's the best way listeners can keep updated with you and see what you're doing? Uh, I have a website.
1: It's www.buddyboyentertainment.com, you spell it dot com, and you can see all the latest things on my artist myself, Uh, Buddy Boy Entertainment is going to be a force to reckon with. You can also hit me on my Twitter. Follow me at Cocaine Official. It's not spelled the drug name. It's spelled the M-C name, K-O-K-A-N-E Official, as spelled. And you can also hit me at O-G Cocaine, K-O-K-A-N-E, of course, and that's on Facebook. And um, just just get it out there. And, you know, big ups, I also want to say, Big ups to my team, you know, uh, Jamila and um, Jerry at Hype Magazine. Also, Big Shot, Big Shot Music Group, um, Star Force Hip Hop, um, So Focus Radio, DJ King Assassin. You know, I could not have been pushed this far without a beautiful team that I have because I always say, man, a quarterback can't throw a Hail Mary to itself, so you got to have that all-star team. And I appreciate, you know what I'm saying, you know, all the response, you know, especially for the invitation that you got. Because I grew up on Chuck D and and all those dudes had influences on me. K R S one. I mean, you know, this was back when it was at the height of gang banging and, you know, to be able to, to put out those frequencies that they had put out, you know, we all did, we we, we took it from you guys out here, and we did We All in the Same Gang at one time in the Nickerson Gordons. So, yeah, an embodiment of all those years of, of struggling, doing music, working with some of the greats, George Clinton cameo, uh, George Duke, Stanley Clark, let alone coming from the lin, rich lineage from my dad. You know, it's, it's it's a beautiful opportunity to reintroduce and give the game a fresh breath of air, and that's that's our purpose is to do it with the shut the f bub cut the check. If it's it's, you get to laugh, you get to think, and you get to enjoy the music. So January 14th, we call it an a, a atomic bomb. Let me go ahead and clear that up because you know the NSA is looking at us, comic bomb meaning <laughs> musical. Right. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Totally. And it's it's gonna be crazy because it's a record for for the whole world, fam. And and we just want to continue to push the brand out there, which is Buddy Boy Entertainment. It's a friendly, related name. We're gonna be a force to reckon with, man. We we really going around and and touching people's lives and affecting. Here we're an independent company. And we don't plan to sell out and be porch monkeys. We gon' do what we gon' do. So January 14th, get ready. Shut the F up and cut the check. Ain't no more talking. I seen
4: them
3: come, I seen them go. Just to be at the top of they came. You used to have streets on lock, money, cars and play When goes up, surely come down. It's so sad. You don't see you around. You had everything in the palm of your hand. But you lost it all and they killed you right here, man. Oh no. Haven't you heard of light, low? It ain't like back in the days when you can easily get off elbows. Got the homies in the hood that work for highs Be singing more than the Crep Dollar Church Choir Liar, liar, 501's on fire. But you never catch me slipping, spilling beans on the wire. Three steps ahead of the feds, and the bulbs keep spinning. The thing about cocaine, I always stay winning. Pulling in the right direction. Ain't letting nothing hold me down. Ain't worried about distractions. When my eyes always on the crowd, cause I'll stay winning. the dream yes scene to the dirt like jack and the beanstalk I'm a giant in the game the ground shake when I walk mm-hmm. feet five-fold bum like runners Run. The bullets burn like vampires posted in the sun. That's the same that Anybody can pick up a mic nowadays. Buy some YouTube views and get five million plays. And they claim they sell it platinum, but they buy their own records. They got everybody fooled like they hella respected. MCs mm-hmm. think they cheese. but I think they really lost it. Didn't Michael Jackson tell you keep that shit in the closet. I'm from that era where you had to scrap. Couldn't go in the house without pop saying
4: go back outside and knockin' the out. Buddy boy. Homie, I'm the real McCoy.
3: Like, me. y'all soft like Leroy. Well, alright, y'all. Y'all think I'll miss the big stuff.